Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Today, I want to talk to you about aptitude and attitude. As we talk about dominion and what you were created for, I want to talk to you this morning about recognizing the aptitude you were created for. But if you don't have the right attitude, you're not going to accomplish the things that God designed you for. Uh, who, Who was it? I think it was Zig Ziglar that said that it's your attitude, not your aptitude, that determines your altitude. So it's your attitude that determines how high you can get in life. But every one of you was designed for dominion. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, we are speaking about the decade of dominion, talking about God wants you to have dominion in your life and to dominate. He says this, let us make mankind in our image and in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. I want to jump to the top. He says, then God said, let us bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor, tell him I was created to dominate. You may be seated this morning. Now, if you haven't listened to last, last week's message on the podcast, you need to, so it'll catch you up to what we're, we're talking about this week. But I want you to understand that there's a principle in creation that God always speaks to the source before he creates a substance. He spoke to the water, the source, before he created the substance, the fish. Spoke to the earth, the source, before he created the plants, the substance. He spoke to the earth, the source, before he created the livestock, the substance. Because anytime you remove the substance from its source, the substance dies. Take a plant out of the water, plant out of the ground, what happens to it? A fish out of the water, you take the, the cattle out of the pasture, it dies. But God always speaks to the source before he creates a substance. When God created mankind, though, God didn't speak to the water, he didn't speak to the earth, he didn't speak to the sky, he spoke to himself. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness because God always speaks to the source before he creates a substance. The same way a fish out of water dies or a plant out of the ground dies, when God, when mankind is removed from the presence of God, we die as well. Say it again, Pastor. You see, that, that was a great place to clap. Some of you, those of you that clap, God bless you. Those of you that didn't, I don't know, you need to get saved again, okay? You need to just catch up with us here. I need you to grab a hold of this, okay? There's a principle here. You don't, you don't break principles. Principles break you, okay? And so you, you, may, you may deny a principle all you want, but you can ignore the law of gravity, step off this building. Gravity is going to pull your butt down to the ground because you can ignore principles But principles, you don't break principles. Principles break you. And so when God, out of all all creation, he spoke it into being. Let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. With man, he shared his breath with. Which in essence, he shared his DNA with. See, I need you to understand, you weren't just created by God. You were created of God. Hey, you're getting better. You're getting better, okay? 
I want you to understand that every family has an image and likeness. God said, let us make them in our image and in our likeness. I look around and I see, I see kids. I look at JJ. I, I know what family you belong to, okay? Because there's, there's a family image that, that you, you look at individuals and you can see the family resemblance. You could look at an individual. I look at Sean, uh, the governor's kids. He can't deny those kids. Those kids look like him. They look like the family. As you look at my daughters, my daughters look like us. Every family has an image and every family has a likeness. The first thing God gave mankind was his image and his likeness. The first thing he gave you was his image and likeness. And why did God give him your image and his likeness? The reason God gave you his image and likeness was so that you could dominate, to have dominion. He gave it to you for a reason. There's a reason behind it. And so I want you to understand that as a bird flies, as the sun shines, as the waves crash, as the stars sparkle, every one of these things was designed to do those things. And God gave them the ability first before he gave them the assignment. God didn't give you his image and likeness so you could look good. He gave you his image and likeness so that you could walk in dominion. To shift atmospheres, to transform environments. That, that's why he gave it to you. And some of us are wasting it just looking good. <laughs> Using it to pick up on chicks, pick up on guys or, or whatever to get jobs. It's bigger than that. God gave you his image and his likeness to make a difference. And so every creature in, in everything God created, he hardwired with the ability to accomplish its, its assignment. God will always give you the ability before God gives you an assignment. So if God's given you an assignment, you got to trust that you already have the ability. Someone say amen. Okay, so he gave us his image, which talks about the pattern that we were made out. He gave us his likeness, which talks about his personality. When God says we have his image and his likeness, what it says is that we have the ability, his personality, to think like God. And we, have his, we also have his pattern to act like God. God gave you the right thinking so that you could do the right thing. You have everything, let, let, let me put it this way. You have everything you need to excel in any arena of life. God has given you everything you need. You are not lacking a thing today. Everything you need, God has given to you because God gave the bird everything the bird needed to fly, everything the fish needed to swim. God gave it to him. Everything that you need to dominate on earth, God has already designed you with. So you were created to look like God and act like God. And so what, what, I want you to understand that word, he gave it to us so that we could have dominion. Everyone say dominion. That word means to administrate, to rule, to reign, to dominate, to have sovereignty, royal power, or dominion. In fact, let, let, me, uh, let me read it to you because I put this together this week as I was studying and I, I think it explains it a little better. You were created to administrate God's resources, represent God's interest, and to reflect his glory. Amen. Every one of you, you were created to administer every resource that's out here. Do you understand Adam had everything he needed to create an iPhone? He just needed the mental capacity 
and to learn technology in order to do so. As your level of information grows, your level of being able to administrate the resources grows as well. Stop complaining about your resources and elevate your thinking. Because everything that Adam needed to build a skyscraper was there. All the resources, we don't have any new resources here on earth. We don't, put, we don't bring things in from Mars. Everything on earth was already here from the foundations of the earth. Everything Adam needed was already there. Listen to me. Everything you need, everything that God needs for you to accomplish your purpose, you have already. You don't lack a thing to accomplish the things that God has assigned you to do. Somebody say amen. amen. Why? For his glory. Not for your glory. Not for people to look at you and say, oh man, you're amazing. Oh, God, I just want to sit and hear you talk. That's not what it's about. See, I, I need you to understand something, okay? 1 Corinthians 15, 41 puts it this way. The sun has one kind of glory. Everyone say glory. While the moon and stars each have another kind. And even the stars differ each according to their glory. Everything was created for glory. Say it again, Pastor. Everyone was created for glory. Every one of you was designed for glory. And so when you operate and do the things that God created you to do, guess what? He gets glory. God gets glory when you excel at business. God gets glory if you're a beautician and you take someone whose, whose weave is all jacked up and they come in and you straighten it out. God gets glory because of that. Come on, somebody say amen. You... You get someone that, that is working out, but they're using the machines wrong, but you get a personal trainer in there that shows them how to use the machine. God gets glory, and they don't look stupid. Because when you operate and do the things God designed you to do, God gets glory. All right? Because you carry your Father's image. God is glorified when you do what God created you to do. I'm taking you somewhere, so stay with me, okay? When you do what God, electrician, you guys build buildings, you re redesign, you build all these, these uh, components and know how to put every, if I did that, I would electrocute myself. But God gets glory when you do things according to design and they work. God gets glory because of the wisdom God gave him to accomplish that task. So I want to talk to you today to, so you understand. Every one of us has the aptitude. It's the attitude we're missing. And we've somewhere along the way, we've been trained, especially spiritual folk, that it's not humble to walk with confidence. So we end up compromising our aptitude to surrender the attitude. And so even though we were designed to do great things, we lower our abilities. We, we don't believe in what God has created. Everything God created, he said, it was good. It was good. It was good. And then he said, after he created woman, it was very good. All the brothers say, amen. 
Okay? And so I need you to understand that when God creates something, God creates things that are beautiful, things that are good. You are not lacking anything. It reminds me of that story, an old example of that man that was coming from England to the United States. And as he jumped on a boat before they even had airplanes, he jumped on a boat, saved up every dime that he could, he could save in order to buy passage on this ship. And he, he packed a box. It was going to take about three weeks to get from England all the way back to the to the Americas and as he was preparing himself he bought a, a, a suitcase just filled with crackers and cheese and so every evening as everyone got dressed and went to dinner he would sit in his room with his crackers and cheese and ration them to make sure he had enough to make it through the journey it wasn't until he was toward the end of the journey that someone finally asked him, I'm wondering, how come you never joined us for dinner? He says, well, I only had enough money to buy the ticket. I don't have enough money for the food. He says, well, sir, the food's included in the price of the ticket. Many of us are operating our lives in the fact that you are just eating cheese and crackers when you have access to the dining room of God. And so I want to take you somewhere because it's the attitude. He had the aptitude. He had the right. But it was his attitude that kept him from participating in eating in the dining room. It's called what Dr. Miles Monroe calls the leadership spirit and the spirit of leadership. Everyone say leadership spirit. Leadership spirit. spirit of leadership. Don't get them confused, okay? When I say the, the leadership spirit, the leadership spirit refers to your aptitude. Yet you have been designed with the ability to lead. But the spirit of leadership is your attitude. Now, I'm going to show you what, something on this, okay? One deals with your aptitude. One deals with your attitude. And I, I want to make sure I go quick because I don't want to take much more time. The leadership spirit, we're going to put it on the screen here, and I, I'm going to read it based on Dr. Monroe's uh, outlook on it. He calls it the inherent capacity of the human spirit to lead, to manage, and to dominate, which was placed there at the point of creation and made necessary by the purpose and assignment for which humanity was created. The reason you have dominion, the reason why God has hardwired this leadership spirit in you is because he gave you an assignment that needed that leadership spirit in you to accomplish the goal. All right? So you're following me on that. All right? You, you have the DNA of a leader in you. God wired you. You don't become a leader. You, leadership is something that has been hardwired into you. That's why you drive down the street, you see some, a, a homeless person, something happens to you. When you see something out of place, you see a child being, being abused, you, you, something happens to us. Wait, that's why they show those things on TV, especially around Christmas where they show the pets and they're playing that music. And all, you know, it's okay we're killing kids, but hey, watch out for the pets. I'm sorry, did I say that? But we, we, we can get moved about so many other things and they, they move on our heartstrings because we as a people, listen to me, we as a people have been designed to make a difference. God hardwired it into you to care about your environment and your surroundings. That's why it's hard. You have to work hard to ignore what's going on around you. Come on, we've learned in this society how to. 
So the leadership spirit God gave to you was for that capacity. Leadership is not something, therefore, leadership's not something you strive for. It's something you are. Now, now, Pastor, why are you talking about leadership on Sunday morning? Because I love what Dom, John Maxwell says. He says that everything rises and falls according to leadership. Marriages rise and fall according to leadership. Families rise and fall according to leadership. Spiritual maturity according to leadership. So when we don't have the right leadership and we're not taking responsibility for our surroundings, things get damaged. So... The leadership spirit is your aptitude. Everyone say aptitude. The spirit of leadership is your attitude. Now, the spirit of leadership is different because it refers to your attitude, your mentality, and the mindsets necessary for the leadership spirit to be manifested. You see, you have the leadership spirit, but it will not be manifested until the spirit of leadership comes alive. Because of our past, because of our failures, because of people's opinions, because of our, our mess-ups, because of our hang-ups, all these things. Why, all, you know, one of the things I find, and I got like a million things that want to come out of this little hole right now. And so I'm, 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 I'm struggling because I got all this stuff that's trying to funnel right now, and it's not working like, like I want it to. Because I want this to get into you. I, if I can give you, I, I just wish there was a way I could open your brain and just shove all this information and then shake it up after we're done. Because the reality is this, this principle will change your life. When you begin to bring alive your attitude of the spirit of leadership, you have the aptitude. It's already there. No one can take that from you. It's what God designed mankind to do was to have dominion. It's in you. But the enemy has attacked our spirit of leadership. That's why when Adam fell, what, if, what was affected was not his right for dominion. It was his attitude toward dominion. What made Jesus so powerful was the fact that Jesus never sinned. How many of you have ever felt like God was leading you to talk to someone, do something, make a difference, but you didn't feel qualified? Come on. Because of my past, because of my failures, because of my decisions, because of my actions, I can't go talk to someone about Jesus. They were at the club with me last night. Right. I don't know how I was acting when I was drunk. I got a little... Because guilt, regret, can keep us from operating at our optimum. And Jesus was so powerful and able to do what the Father told him to do because he had no regret. Amen. He was sinless. Come on. Your sin separates you from God. You're not hearing me this morning. Remember, you remove a fish from water. You move the plant from the ground. You move the, the cattle from the pasture. It dies. Sin separates us from God. And we can't operate at our optimum when we are finding ourselves in sin. And so when we sin, the enemy is all up in your ear. You can't do that. But you, you want to sing? All you're doing is karaoke and you're doing them ugly songs. You can't use that gift. You've been, you, the, way, the way that same mouth, the way you talk about people, how are you going to sing glory to God when you be talk, gossiping about everyone? The enemy has a way of bringing up our past to keep you from operating in your future. 
See, without the spirit of leadership, listen carefully, without the attitude, without the spirit of leadership, the leadership spirit will remain dormant. It's there, but it's dead. Until your attitude comes alive, your likeness of God. See, leadership is an attitude. The leadership spirit is an attitude. You have to make a choice to, to operate in it. And let, let me put it this way as we, we get ready to close. In fact, worship team, if you would help me. God designed life in a manner that places a demand on our potential. I'm having all kinds of problems. Why am I always having this problem? Why am I always struggling with this? Because God designed, God never said life would be easy. In fact, the word says, don't think it's strange when you encounter various trials as something strange is happening to you. That's what he says. So why is it you call me up and say, Pastor, I don't know why all these things are going wrong. Welcome to life. The apostle Paul was beheaded. Peter was crucified upside down. Andrew was crucified on an X-shaped cross. Bartholomew was peeled alive. Thomas had arrows and stones thrown at him. John, the one that didn't die from, uh, from, from martyr's death, was still dipped in a pot of hot boiling oil trying to kill him. Just because you serve God doesn't mean things are going to be easy. You have the aptitude right now, but we got to awaken the attitude, the right attitude, how we look at things, how we face things, because problems, we all go through them. In fact, I want you to understand that when Adam fell, everyone say fell, he made a choice to sin. That's why original sin is attributed to Adam and not Eve. Because Satan tricked Eve, Adam made the choice to sin. In fact, let let me put it this way to you. Men, when we sin, ladies can get tricked to it. Men, we don't, we're not tricked into sin. We know exactly what we're doing, when we're going to do it, who we're going to do it with. We say, every time I've sinned, I've never been deceived into sinning. And if you're a man, you can man up and own it. You know the same thing. I didn't know she was going to be there. Yeah, you did. You were checking her Facebook and finding out who she's hanging out with, checking on, on Yelp to see where she checked in, where she usually at at certain times. We know exactly what we're going to do, when we're going to do, and when we're going to do it with. Even the Word of God says, Adam wasn't deceived. We made the choice to sin. But Adam's fall affected his image. Let me say that again. Adam's fall affected his image. Remember, image and likeness. Not his image, his image. Tune in here. If, you, if, you, if you've ignored me up to this point, I don't know why, because I think I'm pretty interesting. Focus in right here. When we sin, 
we affect his image that he placed on us. How do I know this? Look at Genesis real quick. Genesis chapter 5 as we close. This is the written account of Adam's family line. When God created mankind, he created them in the, in the what? Likeness of God. He created the male and female and he blessed them. Someone say blessed. God created you for blessing, not curse. I need you to get that into your mind. And on Wednesday, Wednesday nights right now, we're, we're doing a series called Double Blessing. We're talking about God's original blessing for your life. Come out and join us. But look at this, what he says from here, okay? And he named them mankind for when they were created. Look at verse 3. And when Adam lived 130 years, he had a son. Those of you listening online, he had a son in his own likeness and his his own image when we sin we take the image God gave us and we end up duplicating knockoffs imitations it's not the original any longer and then you imagine Adam taking his own and having a son in his own image and then that son having a son in his own image, and by the time we get down the road, it doesn't look anything like the original. That's why God doesn't have grandsons. He only has sons and daughters. There is no generational thing in God. There's only one generation, and that's the first generation in Christ. You can't live off of your parents' faith. He had a son in his own likeness, in his own image. I'm here to tell you, stop distorting the image of God. Stop destroying the image of God. Stop marring the image of God. Stop messing up the image of God. Because you're the only picture of God some people are ever going to see. I go to church, but their image of you, you're creating things in your likeness not in his Romans 3.23 as we stand for all someone say all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God I can't point a finger at you oh how many times I've messed up even as a pastor how many times I've blown it I've had to ask forgiveness and repent before God I'm not perfect that's not why I lead I don't have it all together I leave because God called me. It's not, it's not based on my qualifications. It's based on the qualifications God called me to do. If I had my way, I was going to be an airline mechanic. I wanted to work with my hands and make some money. Never would have went into ministry. It wasn't my plan. But God had different plans. 1 Corinthians eleven seven says it this way, For a man ought to not have his head covered... And the, the one point I want to focus in is the second point. Since he is the image and the what? And the glory of God. You are the image of the glory of God. You fell short not of God's standard. We fell short of God's, God's glory. Operating at our optimum bringing alive our leadership spirit and putting it together with the right attitude, with the spirit of leadership, 
We're able to do what God created us to do. Why? Because then God gets glory. That as you build a huge business, people look at you and say, wow, how did these individuals accomplish such a great, it's the God in you. God gets glory. As you go and start ministering to these ladies in Maui, the diamond girls, as you go minister to these prostitutes and you, you save them from that lifestyle, God gets glory. Amen. Chaplain John, as you take these guys off the street and they break their addictions, God gets glory. Amen. Jesus came to restore his image. Share with you last week as I closed. Third close, final one. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> I got an iPhone and an iPad. And these came with warranties. They didn't give me a warranty because they like me. Because, hey, you're Pastor Dan, so we're going to give you a warranty. They gave me a warranty because they're protecting their image. That if something they create breaks down and it gets out that their products are defective and they don't take care of them, it's going to affect their sales, their reputation. Going somewhere. God created you in his image. And in his likeness. And when we break down, the warranty of heaven kicks in to put us back together again. Why? Not because we're good, but because God's good. And God wants to take care of his reputation. So stop worrying about the mess up and turn yourself into God and let God put you back together again to get the leadership spirit and the spirit of leadership in activation once again. Come on, lift your hands all over this place as the worship team begins to sing. Let's shift atmospheres right now. I want to break your past. I want to break those negative words right now in Jesus' name. Let's just let that same presence that was here earlier begin to permeate. You give life. Yes, Lord. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. You give life. You Someone to pray with you, pray you through, 
Shout your praise 
as we get ready to close. I had a good friend uh, text me this week and tell me, I'm not going to share names because I don't, I don't want to pull covers, but he said he came for prayer to the altar last week. He says, I, I, I need dom- dominion in my life. I want dominion. Cisco was at the altar praying for, for the individual, and Cisco told him this. He said, this set me free. Cisco says, you already have dominion. You just need to exercise it. It was, that, it was that conversation that we had that had me change the message this week to explain this dynamic. Because you have dominion, you have the aptitude, but you have to have the spirit of leadership. And Satan's attacked your spirit of leadership. He can't mess with your original design. All he can try to do is destroy the image mar the image as you walk out of here this morning you walk out and do not allow the enemy to lie about who you are any longer you were fashioned to have dominion to dominate finances what's money but gold resource that shouldn't rule you you have dominion over it What's weed? What's alcohol? What's, what, what's uh, drugs? They're just plants. That shouldn't have dominion over you. You should rule it. What's eating and, and, and weight and, and being, the things that we eat, those are all created beings. You have dominion over those things. Dominate. Dominate. Take dominion. Take back what God gave to you. Take back your right. Get it in your heart, get it in your mind that I have the right, the aptitude, but I also have the right attitude. And you are to dominate your surroundings, not other people. God never told us to dominate people. Husbands, you don't dominate your wife. You love her like Christ loved the church. You don't dominate your kids. You cultivate them. You dominate environments. You don't dominate people. Amen? You love people. Come on, give God praise this morning. Next Sunday, next Sunday, we're going to continue this and we're going to talk about your assignment. What do you do with that dominion? Genesis 128. First thing is you're blessed. I don't want to go there. Father, as we go from this place, We go in anticipation for greater things. Lord, bring us back again next week as we find out our assignment and that we are blessed to do the assignment you've called us to. In Jesus' name, everyone says, amen. Amen. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea. 